Hi, this is Pam Johnson, returning to my talk on the adrenal gland, CT of the adrenal, and picking up where I left off, we're now going to move on to adrenal pathology, review the CT appearance of a wide range of adrenal masses, both benign and malignant. And um, the list here describes what we're going to see, adenoma, myelolipoma, metastases, pheochromocytoma, adrenal cortical carcinoma, and lymphoma. And in many cases, these have a characteristic appearance that aids in distinction. So I had reviewed adenoma, showed a couple cases. This is a nice example of a left adrenal adenoma, a small, well-defined, homogeneous mass. In this patient, we have bilateral adenomas, also similar in appearance, small, well-defined, and homogeneous in appearance, often low density, pre-contrast, only mildly to moderately enhancing post-contrast. In rare cases, an adenoma can hemorrhage, typically in an anticoagulated patient, in which case it will appear heterogeneous due to the presence of blood within the lesion, um, evidenced by areas of high attenuation. So here is a patient with a left adrenal adenoma, that has hemorrhaged the pre-contrast image on the left, post-contrast image on the right, both showing heterogeneous high density centrally due to the presence of superimposed hemorrhage. And we have a number of different density measurements that range from 10 to up over 60 Hounsfield units due to the presence of blood. Moving on to myelolipoma. The myelolipoma is a benign mass. It is non-functioning and it's comprised of hematopoietic tissue immature adipose tissue. This is a lesion that demonstrates macroscopic fat. Unlike the adenoma, the adenoma has microscopic fat accounting for the low density measurements, but you won't see macroscopic fat in an adenoma. If you see macroscopic fat, it is most likely a myelolipoma. These range in size from small in the range of two centimeters to as large as 17 centimeters. And I'll show you a couple examples. Here's a nice example of a left adrenal myelolipoma comprised predominantly of fat. Some of these lesions have so much fat that they can be missed if you're, if you're um, looking too quickly because they look like retroperitoneal fat, but we can see the thin capsule and a small amount of soft tissue in this lesion. This is a benign lesion. Here's a patient with a more heterogeneous myelolipoma with Again, macroscopic fat in the right adrenal gland. This is a benign mass. Does not need to be resected unless it is symptomatic. Here's a patient with a left adrenal myelolipoma, predominantly solid in this case, but with macroscopic fat centrally. After contrast infusion, there are areas of enhancement due to the myeloid components of the tumor. And ring showing you the macroscopic fat. So. These actually can enlarge, stay the same in size, or get smaller over time. So we will follow them if they are large or if the patient is symptomatic and the lesion is enlarging. It may be an indication for resection. The other indication being if the lesion hemorrhages. Moving on to metastatic disease, wide range of primary malignancies can metastasize to the adrenal glands, most commonly lung, but uh, many of the abdominal, gastrointestinal tumors, hepatobiliary, pancreatic, renal cell carcinoma, breast. Additionally, lymphoma, leukemia can involve the adrenal glands, and melanoma, as we know, 
can metastasize to the adrenals as well as many other areas. So there's a wide differential. The key in, in evaluating a patient with a primary malignancy is to determine whether an adrenal mass demonstrates a metastasis or some other um, benign process such as an adenoma. So the washout values that I described in the first part of the talk are primarily to distinguish adenoma from metastases because metastases demonstrate lower washout values than adenomas. Here's a nice example of lung cancer with bilateral adrenal metastases on axial and coronal images. These are mildly enhancing well-defined masses. Here's a patient with hepatocellular carcinoma and very large bilateral adrenal metastases uh, containing ca calcification on the left. Here's a patient with metastatic renal cell carcinoma, image on the left showing liver metastases, image on the right showing a metastasis to the chest wall. These are hyper-enhancing hypervascular lesions. As we can see on the arterial phase image on the left, showing the liver metastases better than during the venous phase. In the left adrenal gland, there's a solid, mildly enhancing metastasis with central necrosis. So this is metastatic renal cell to the left adrenal gland. Moving on to pheochromocytoma. These classically present with hypertension, but pheochromocytoma accounts for the minority of hypertension um, in patients with hypertension. It is a specific type of hypertension, which I like this description by Mittendorf, new onset, refractory, paroxysmal, or recently exacerbated. Patients can have other symptoms, including palpitations, headache, diaphoresis, flushing, or they can be asymptomatic. The diagnosis is made by measuring various catecholamine, metanephrines, and VMA in 24-hour urine. And on CT, it's important to recognize that although I've described this classic appearance of pheochromocytoma in my last talk as a hyper-enhancing lesion, pheochromocytoma has a highly variable imaging appearance. It can be homogeneous or heterogeneous. There can be areas of cystic degeneration. Uh, up to a third of them will contain calcification. So here's our example of the hyper-enhancing pheochromocytoma in the right adrenal gland, which enhanced to 155 Hounsfield units. There's a patient with smaller bilateral pheochromocytomas, which are hypervascular on the right, in the right adrenal, particularly shown on the coronal volume rendering. Here's a patient also with a pheochromocytoma that has areas of cystic degeneration because of the presence of hemorrhage, even on the non-contrast coronal volume rendering. We can see that there's mass is heterogeneous. After we've given contrast, you see the areas of cystic degeneration and some mild heterogeneous enhancement. This is also a pheochromocytoma. Here's a patient with bilateral cystic pheochromocytomas. These are thick-walled cystic lesions with central necrosis seen both in the right and left adrenal glands. This is an yet another appearance for pheochromocytoma. So moving on to adrenocortical carcinoma, these can occur in the first and fourth decades of life most commonly. Slightly more than half are functional, and the, the clinical presentation includes Cushing syndrome, feminization, virilization, or mixed presentation. Important to note that these patients often present with hypertension as well. Adrenocortical carcinoma is typically a very large mass. 
on average 10 centimeters up to 25 centimeters, the larger lesions are less likely to be functional. These are heterogeneous, both pre-contrast and post-contrast, due to the presence of necrosis. In a minority, calcification will be present. Because of the large size of these lesions, they cause compression of the adjacent organs. And one of the complications is invasion of the inferior vena cava. This is one of the three malignancies that has a propensity for invading the IVC, the other two being renal cell carcinoma and hepatocellular carcinoma. So I show you a couple examples. Here's a large adrenal cortical carcinoma arising from the right adrenal gland. This is the typical appearance. There's heterogeneous hypervascularity on the arterial phase image on the right. The right kidney is depre depressed inferiorly by the tumor and the right renal artery is stretched. This is the typical appearance of a large right adrenal cortical carcinoma. Here's a patient with adrenal cortical carcinoma invading the inferior vena cava, shown best on the second image there on the right. And the coronal reconstructions, whether it's multiplanar reconstruction or 3D volume rendering, very important to show the most superior extent of the thrombus, which is valuable information preoperatively for the surgeon. Many of these lesions are resected despite the large size. Here's a patient with a left-sided adrenal cortical carcinoma compressing the left kidney, again stretching the left renal vasculature, similar to what we saw with the other cases on the right. Solid, heterogeneous with areas of central necrosis. So that is the typical appearance for these tumors. Um, an uncommon uh, tumor to involve the adrenal gland is lymphoma. It's usually secondary adrenal involvement. occurs in about 4% of patients with non-Hodgkin's disease, and it is not infrequently bilateral. The appearance of lymphoma in the adrenal gland is similar to lymphoma other, in uh, other locations. It can present as a discrete mass, it can be infiltrative and ill-defined, but it typically encases vessels without obstructing. So here is a nice example of lymphoma involved in the left adrenal gland. We see that it encases the celiac artery and the axial image on the left. It's encasing the left renal artery, and although it abuts the left kidney, we do not see the inferior displacement that we saw with adrenal cortical, that large adrenal cortical carcinoma. This is a typical appearance for lymphoma. It's homogeneous, hypo-enhancing, typical appearance for lymphoma. So... I think that at this point I will stop here and when I resume my next lecture I'm going to review some non-neoplastic disease as well as some pitfalls in adrenal imaging. Thank you very much.